0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays.
1: Zone. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report
0: with Pam Youngke. As expected, a lot of folks waking up with a minor frost advisory in effect this morning till about nine o'clock. Uh, basically, if you draw a line from Lacrosse over to Fond du Lac and south. That's the entire area that's under a minor frost advisory for today. We'll talk more about the details on that when Stu Muck joins us in just a little bit. The forecast is calling for cloudy skies on this Friday. 52 are expected high. Overnight lows tonight down to 34 for Saturday. Sunshine and 52 during the day, 36 degrees. The overnight lows projected for Saturday. Sunday, we've got another chance of showers in the forecast by Sunday afternoon. Daytime highs around 54 overnight on Sunday. Sunday down to just 44 degrees. Like I said, Stu will paint a picture for us coming up in just a little bit. Supply chain disruptions. It seems to be the only thing we're talking about in agriculture. How do you want to get ahead on that for 2022? Talking about that with Dr. Paul Mitchell, ag economist from the Rank Agribusiness Institute this morning.
1: We're
2: What's a good investment nowadays?, well, a lot of people think it's farmland. Bob Oil here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Pamba looks at some of the numbers, I don't think they're wrong.
0: Boy, I guess not, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Just saw some numbers the other day from fellow farm broadcasters out in Nebraska. Uh, 12000 to $14,000 an acre for farmland. I mean, a lot of folks taking another look at uh, what is not being made more of, and that is farmland. I had a chance to visit with an ag lender right here in Wisconsin that's been watching farmland values. Amber Keller's Senior Vice President Director of Ag banking for Town Bank. And she says that what we're hearing outside the state of Wisconsin is happening right here in the state of Wisconsin. Farmland values continue to climb.
3: A lot has changed in a year. You know, a year ago, even as I talked to farmers today, they look back at a year ago and we think, wow, um, things were looking a little bleak, a little grim last year. We didn't know how the year would turn out, how crops would turn out, if the supply chain would stabilize in terms of getting products to the marketplace and getting the marketplace or consumers back out and and opened up and using products again back in restaurants and schools. So a lot has changed. And with the uh, wonderful support of some programs to keep farmers' prices stabilized through uh, CFAT payments, which were direct payments to farmers based on reduction in commodity prices. So it buoyed up uh, prices for them at the end at the end result to uh, make sure that they could get their bills paid. So those CFAP payments, as we call them, and then also the PPP program, Payroll Protection Program, as administered by banks and SBA, did a lot to keep farmers uh, in business. And with land that comes up normally in the course of a year, and there isn't a lot of it, but when it does, Uh, farmers want to continue farming and grow their business and and allow their kids to farm. So when land comes up for sale, there is a grab, and we're seeing an increase here uh, a year later uh, uh, post-COVID pandemic.
0: You know, it's nice to know that those uh, funds did help a lot of our families hang on and get through the darkest days. Let's focus a little closer on that Federal Reserve because, as you pointed out, Amber, It is a federal, it's just a survey of bankers. It is not necessarily on transactions.
3: That is correct. It is a poll of bankers. So as we kind of call it, as we talk to our clients and as we finance land transactions, it's our gut reaction to what's going on uh, in land values on a quarterly basis. And I would liken the current trend of Wisconsin data being up, land values being up 13% over last year, I would liken this to uh, a terminology used in the livestock sector, and that's called compensatory gain. And in the livestock sector, when we have an animal that's been restricted on feed for a period of time and all of a sudden we give it feed and nutrition and and health products, that animal grows quicker than its peers uh, for a period of time to to play catch-up. And I think really, in a way, that's what's going on here in the land marketplace we had a deprivation of cash really for the last five years because margins were tighter for both grain and dairy livestock farmers. And then all of a sudden, we go through a really brutal time last year with the economy closed down and products not being consumed or getting out into the marketplace. And all of a sudden, we had pretty darn good yields, exports increase, so commodity prices increase. We did have the stimulus programs providing cash to farmers, so it helped heal them economically. And with that cash, again, wanting to keep farming going forward and bringing in those next generations in on the farm, we need to buy land to stay competitive and, and grow our operations. That cash provides uh, ability to buy land. So, boom, we got, a, we got a little bit of a rocket upward on values.
0: Interest rates do not hurt us right now either. You
3: bet. Interest rates have stayed uh, exceptionally low. You know, certainly we do have concerns about inflation going forward. Um, as a society, we've got to figure out how we're going to pay all of our bills. Um, but for now, um, we'll, uh, we'll use these programs that we've had and, and uh, keep things healed out on rural Route 1 and, and small businesses as well. Um, in our in our rural towns, again, we're just going to keep doing what we do best, and that's uh, growing healthy and safe food for for our world.
0: Amber Keller is along with us. She's an ag lender with Town Bank. You know, I'm curious if you're noticing any outside interest in farmland, Amber. There was a time when outside, for example, insurance companies decided they wanted to invest in farmland and essentially ride it up. Are we seeing any of that outside interest, or are we seeing most primary interest from within agriculture?
3: Uh, That's funny you should ask, because I have had independent conversations with local um, and we'll say residents in the Midwest who are not farmers, who are looking at their investment um, investment base or their retirement reserves, and they're looking at me saying, should I pull something out of my retirement accounts and buy farmland? Is that a safer bet for me than staying in the stock market? And certainly that's a, an independent decision for every individual because there's pros and cons to that, But yes, I think there is some outside interest looking in at farmland and saying, is this a safer and more stable investment for me? So I think we'll continue to see some of that here in the next year or two.
0: The downside of this uh, aggressive market and uh, the enhanced prices, Amber, is if I'm somebody that's young trying to get into the game, boy, I need somebody at my back Tell me how, are there any new tools that you've found to help bring in that next generation? Are the older generation, shall we say, ready to uh, transition out? Are they more understanding, more patient with these kinds of uh, transactions? What are you seeing?
3: Sure. I, I think there are some conversations being had with farm families today as the older generation eyes up retirement as um, our minds and bodies kind of get tired at some point when they've been putting in 30, 40, 50 years of toil on the farm. However, that next generation is super eager to, to get to take over, to get to make management decisions, and take ownership in some of these farmsteads. So those discussions continue, and I think because of the COVID pandemic, people have had extra time to really think about what they want uh, for for their families, for their livelihood, so I think those soul searching conversations have occurred, and we'll see some transitions ahead to to get that next generation engaged in our in our family farms. As far as that next generation being able to have borrowing power, uh, banks do work closely with Farm Service Agency to use the beginning farmer tools there for joint financing programs to get farmers um, into ownership more quickly. So the Preferred Lender Program is a wonderful tool to, uh, to help young farmers get rolling.
0: Can I ask you, there has been stories popping up across the United States on small communities that have suddenly found their population exploding because people are seeking, quote-unquote, the country versus the city. Perhaps it's a prolonged impact from the pandemic. What have you experienced? What have you witnessed?
3: Yeah, I think I think as we talk to individuals and I think as we read in the news reports on uh, remote work and how that has changed where our populations reside, that will continue to be a trend. So... Uh, going forward, I'm, I may not need to move where I work. We may have situations where I can move wherever I wish. And by working remotely, I can reside uh, in the areas that are most attractive to me. So that is super helpful for our rural communities. The challenge in the nearby is having quality broadband uh, access so that uh, these remote workers can continue to do uh, high-quality work in a, in a rural setting.
0: Amber Keller, along with us again, uh, ag lender with Town Bank. So, advice that you're sharing with your clients, Amber. If I've been pondering something for a while, do I pull the trigger now? Is it going to get more attractive uh, fourth quarter into front part of 2022? How are you kind of coaching up people that are thinking about making a move? Uh, maybe farmland is becoming available in their area.
3: Certainly. We've had many conversations with clients here recently as they work with their landlords, get through this crop season, and then some of these landlords are interested in selling land. My number one advice would be get, get talking with your trusted advisors right away. Talk with your lender, talk with your accountant, your attorney, your financial advisors, and look at the feasibility of making a purchase and analyzing whether this is the right time. And that answer is different for everyone. So get the communication channels going, crunch the numbers, and build a strategy that makes sense for your operation.
0: Amber Keller along with us again, an ag lender with Town Bank. If you haven't yet found the, the latest survey on 2021 land values right here in the state of Wisconsin, the average acre of farmland with buildings $5,190 an acre. Uh, That's about $340 higher per acre than it was uh, in the previous survey. Crop land acreage, $5,280 per acre, up $510 from a year ago. So as Amber pointed out, if there's farmland in your area that may become available, talk with your ag lender today. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. What does it mean to shut up and yield? For Dairyland Seed, it means delivering 210
4: top 5 finishers in independent corn trials. It means 200 top 5 finishers in independent silage trials. 46 top 5 finishers in independent soybean trials. And a 6.9% yield advantage in 502 head-to-head alfalfa comparisons. For you, it means proven numbers that deliver proven bottom line results. Time to shut up and yield. Learn more at DairylandSeed.com. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit Compere.com or call 844 426 6733 today. Copier Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021 All rights reserved.
5: The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with a commercial burglary investigation. On September 19th, officers responded to a burglar alarm at Tech Heroes in the 7400 block of Mineral Point Road. The glass front door had been shot out and the suspect took a small amount of cash from the store. The suspect was wearing a black hoodie pulled up over their head and black sweatpants. The suspect also had a red lanyard around their neck. A similar incident previously occurred on September 9th at a business in the 1400 block of Emil Street. If you have any information regarding either of these incidents, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
0: Oh, yeah, a chilly start to our finally Friday morning. Frog in my throat to help out. I tell you what, uh, at the home farm in Abrams, it's a crisp 30 degrees right now. Eau Claire, 30 degrees. A lot of folks that are waking up probably with a little frost on the old windshields. Two ag Meteorologist along with us. We know that it'll dissipate as the day goes on, but it is a sign, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, You know, uh, most of us have a frost advisory this morning with the exception of Moston. I mean, from La Crosse all the way up toward Oshkosh and Appleton and everywhere else in southern Wisconsin, everybody except those in Monroe, Juneau, Adams County are under the frost advisory this morning. There's a freeze warning in far western Wisconsin, in uh, Trempealeau and Buffalo County, and into Minnesota as well. Uh, just across the border, Winona, Houston, and Fillmore Counties with a freeze warning this morning. But nonetheless, we know it's a little cool. We've got the frostiness, high pressure. Did try to keep things clear and keep that frostiness around last night. A weak front off to the south is the only thing nearby. There are a few sprinkles out in South Dakota this morning, and what I expect as we make our way toward the weekend is that we stay fairly dry and chilly this morning and still have a pretty cool day today, and then some sunshine does try to make a return later, more likely to see some sunshine for Saturday, but the next low builds in from the west. We'll see that low down around Kansas or so, head up toward uh, Missouri, maybe southern Iowa, try to push a warm front our way, and that brings around some rain chance, most likely on towards Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Sunday night into Monday, and we could see rain amounts, especially in southern Wisconsin, up into the half or three quarter inch range. A little further north, you know, maybe a quarter to a half inch. Not a whole lot of precipitation, but some rain to start us to next week. Temperatures back to normal or a little above already by Monday, even further above upper 50s, maybe a 60 as we head toward the mid part of next week. I'll have forecast details right after
6: this. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to
7: identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen.
6: Get started today by contacting your energy advisor call 888-623-2146 or visit focus on slash agribusiness to learn more that's focus on
7: com slash agribusiness focus on energy helping farmers grow since 2001
1: badgerbean.com puts the wisconsin soybean farmer first and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts simple easy to access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in wisconsin badgerbean.com an invaluable tool constantly updated for wisconsin soybean farmers for info and the latest updates find us on facebook and visit badgerbean.com today
0: all Stu, let's have that Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast for today through the weekend.
2: Absolutely. Well, it starts out with that uh, frost advisory, the freeze warning way out in the west, and of course, some morning frost and the like. Cloudy skies. I'd expect a little clearing later today. A lot of upper 40s, maybe a 50 here and there, and our winds will become north only about 5. Overnight, partly cloudy, that frost around again late in the night. We fall to the low 30s and upper 20s with a calm breeze, a frosty start to a mostly sunny Saturday, very low 50s for a lot of us. The north wind's only about 5. By Sunday, some more clouds roll in. Scattered showers, especially afternoon in the south. Maybe not until evening as you look toward Lacrosse and Boston. We ought to be in the lower 50s at least. East winds pick up during the day, 5 to 15, even gusting to 25. And some rain sticks around into Monday, Pam. But it does warm up midweek, probably upper 50s and a few low 60s. That sounds pretty nice from here.
0: Boy, yeah. I mean, it's not 70, <clears throat> which we've become accustomed to, but I'll, uh, I'll take it. And hopefully, no strong wind winds or anything like that I'm hearing a lot of concern from agronomists out there that uh, if we start getting strong winds some of this corn could tip right over
2: yeah I hear it's pretty weak I did hear one comment yesterday but at least it's kind of green yet toward the ground maybe that'll help
0: well we'll see all right buddy have a good weekend we'll catch up with you on Monday
2: all right. See you then.
0: Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit compure.com. Supply chain issues. It has become a part of your day-to-day conversation. If you're a Wisconsin farmer, you need to think about that heading into the new calendar year. We're talking about it.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Teenage driver coming aboard your policy? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance about a good student discount.
5: When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local independent home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251 3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our, Our best is the very
8: least we can do. do.
5: The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with a commercial burglary investigation. On September 19th, officers responded to a burglar alarm at Tech Heroes in the 7400 block of Mineral Point Road. The glass front door had been shot out and a suspect took a small amount of cash from the store. The suspect was wearing a black hoodie pulled up over their head and black sweatpants. The suspect also had a red lanyard around their neck. A similar incident previously occurred on September 9th at a business in the 1400 block of Emil Street. If you have any information regarding either of these incidents, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest.
0: Seeing a little change in our activity out there. And if you're a hunter, then you need to talk to our friends at McFarland's. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee for McFarland's. 780 Carolina Street in Sark City. Also online, McFarland's.net. You know, one of the eye-opening conversations I had at McFarland's was all the choices that you have when it comes to... Deer Plots. What works, what doesn't work, and how much is it going to cost? Supplies still an issue. Start with the experts at McFarland 780 Carolina Street, Sauk City, net online.
4: No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing.
7: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at benjaminplumbing.com.
5: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
7: Benjamin Plumbing.
4: In Wisconsin, recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford & Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers. And we know how common that negligence is. Clifford & Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, Call us. We'll help you.
6: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Raihala. hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
7: Hey, Robbie, like 1990, that's right before the Packers started absolutely owning the Chicago Bears. And then when Brett Favre came, it was just dominance for ever. it seems like. Bears fans, is it just me, or are they like very salty Sad and just testy individuals this week after uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down there and tells them he owns them.
8: Yeah, I think they have been too evil for the better part of three decades. Right? <laughs> I mean, this is this is, this was varsity against JV for twenty years the other way, right? But during the during the seventies and eighties, the Bears just walloped on the Packers and, and the Mike Ditka era. I mean, at one point in time, Ditka was eight and zero against Forrest Gregg. I, I remember as, as a kid, evil. Um, you know, it, it it was a glorious day in Green Bay uh, when when the Packers hurt the the Bears quarterback. They didn't win the game, Evo, but they <laughs> but they hurt Jim McMahon when Charles Martin had his terrible towel and he and he hit Jim McMahon about nine seconds after a play ended, and he separated his shoulder and he ended his year. And and this has completely flipped and flopped in the last three decades. Um, you know, Favre was twenty two and ten in the rivalry Evo. He was actually twenty and four at one point in time, which which is remarkable. I think Marv had a had a ten game winning streak at one point against these guys. They went unbeaten from ninety four to ninety eight against the Bears. And I didn't know that it could get any better, but it has, I mean, for Packer Nation. I mean Rogers at twenty two and five and, and even Brett Hundley was 1 and 0 in there himself. <laughs> and so, I mean, we're, we're talking to him. I mean, it, it doesn't matter you know, who they're caught out great. there. I think it'll probably play Seneca Wallace or Scotty Tools at some point Rob, in time. And, that's and, and, just and insult and to
7: injury right there. Oh, Rob, that was the funniest thing I think you've ever said, and you've said a lot of funny things. That was the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Even Brett Hundley is 1-0 against the Bears. You know, statistically. Well, that, that, that's
8: I mean, almost a remarkable stat. Is how, is the most remarkable is out of this three-decade winning streak, <laughs> Brett Hundley has the highest winning percentage, right? <laughs> he's, he's perfect. So, <laughs> oh, uh, I love you, you know, Rob. It's, 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 no, it, it is crazy, and it's not just the – the year-in, year-out whoopings. It's it's been big games along the way because Chicago has not been a bad team overall during this stretch. But I mean, it's it's the 2010 NFC Championship game down in Chicago where where Rogers and and the Packers win the game. It, it's 2013 when Rodgers comes back from the broken collarbone and hits Randall Cobb on on the deep shot late to. To win the game, it's—I mean, it's—it's it's one monster game after another. Chicago felt really good about itself. I know going into Sunday, they felt that defense was top five in the league, and it probably will end up being top five in the league, Evo. But you know, Green Bay just has their number, and and they and Rogers in the game get him again on Sunday. It's, it's it's a remarkable shift in in the long, uh, remarkable um, you know history of this uh, rivalry, Evo. That that the Packers were at one point. When Favre got there, 23 games under five hundred against these guys, and today they're seven games over. That's a 30-game switch. It's it's crazy.
7: (laughs) Rob, you're the man. Uh, Rob Reiser joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Robbie. so uh, Aaron Rodgers on the podium yesterday saying he's got this Super Bowl feeling like he did in the uh, 2010-2011 season, obviously, when they hoisted Vince Lombardi's trophy because of the moves that the front office is making. Now we have what? Whitney Merciless coming in. You have Jalen Smith, yeah, Randall Cobb, which was you know an Aaron Rodgers move, obviously, and with Devondre Campbell. Uh, do you get you know the sense like what Rodgers said on the podium, the Super Bowl vibe with the moves they're making, injuries you know rearing their ugly head, but then they kind of pivot and bring in some veterans. What's all these moves, especially now Whitney merciless, mean for the uh, Packers coming up?
8: Well, I mean it, it, it's a good thing. It's semi reminiscent to 2010 when when they brought in a, a Howard Green to stabilize the front and then Eric Walden. When, the, when they had uh, re- real um, injury problems that outside linebacker Walden produced a really good year. And then they were act- active as hell that year, Evo. Now, they were really deep that year, too. This, this roster, I think, is pretty deep. But I think that season, they had 15 or 16 guys end up on, on season-ending IR, and, and they found a way to get through it and obviously win the Super Bowl. I, I think it's way too early for parallels, Evo. I don't think they're... I don't think on the field they're playing at that level. Keep in mind, they're only plus 8 right now in the point differential department, and I know a big reason for that is they lost the opener by 32 to New Orleans. But, but, Evo, they, they lack explosiveness on, on offense. Their red zone defense has just, just been god-awful. But the fact they've been able to get to 5-1, and one, I mean, let's be honest, without four or five of their top ten players, when when you start talking – Bakhtiari, Zadarius, Jair Alexander, Elton Jenkins has missed time.
1: Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: More normal temperatures for this stage of October. Today we'll see cloudy skies in 52. Tomorrow sunshine in 52. Sunday we've got a chance of afternoon showers. Highs on Sunday right around 54 degrees. I'm Pam Yankee. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So today the 22nd day of October. On this day in 1797, the very first parachute was used it was a french balloonist who made his parachute out of silk and then he jumped out of a balloon and that is how the parachute was born back on this date 1797 and here's one for production agriculture especially our dairy industry on this day back in 1843 Stephen Babcock was born. He was born in New York State, and from 1887 to 1913, he was a professor of agriculture chemistry at the University of Wisconsin. He became the chief chemist for the Wisconsin Agriculture Experiment Station, and in 1890, he developed the Babcock test for determining butterfat content of milk. And that is exactly what we're still leaning on today as far as technology is concerned. The Babcock test. Babcock worked for 43 years at the University of Wisconsin, where he established a laboratory, conducted all kinds of research in nutrition and vitamin chemistry, passed away in July of 1931. And now you know. I bet plenty of you have got plans to make a trip out to the country, maybe this weekend or definitely before the snow flies. Corn mazes, pumpkin patches, apple orchards, they are some of our favorites when it comes to visiting rural Wisconsin. And when you get there, you might want to enjoy a snack. Perhaps that snack is a caramel-covered apple, or maybe it is a donut. Whatever you're enjoying at farmer's markets or apple orchards or even pumpkin patches, well, that product had to come from somewhere Valley Co-op Association is one of those partners with Farmers Markets as well as Apple Orchards that make sure the batter for those donuts is available, the coatings for those apples is on hand. Kate Farrell says that she works very closely with Apple Orchards and Farm Markets at this time of the year to make sure they're capitalizing on all those visitors.
6: Fall is the busiest season for me in the um, orchard industry because, I mean, orchards and farm markets have really... They make the bulk of their money from August through the end of October. That's where they're making, you know, they're making their whole year up in those in that short time frame. Some are open longer, you know. Some might be open for a six-month period because you've got different growers. You've got your strawberry growers, you know, different growers. And then, you know, Valley gets really busy too at Christmas time you know, all your retail bakeries and whatnot is very, very busy for Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the holidays. So, we're pretty much always busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you guys have to do anything uh, different or special in order to gear up for that busy season? Oh, most definitely. The key, and especially this year with... um, with the labor shortages the way that they are to just ensure that my customers have products, it's just pre-planning is is a definite key um, to keeping people in the products that they need to keep their business going. So pre-planning is definitely one of the most important things we can do is just ordering in advance to make sure that you have product when you need it.
0: Kate Farrell talking with our own Stephanie Hoff. She is part of the retail side of Valley Co-op Association, a support mechanism for a lot of our farmers' markets as well as apple orchards across the state of Wisconsin, making sure when you make your trip to the farmers' market of that apple orchard that those uh, cider donuts are available, that those caramel apples have coating. Supply chain management again, and like we said, with the disruptions that we've been seeing as far as the supply chain's concerned, nice to know somebody like Kate Farrell's got her on the project we're talking more about supply chain disruptions with dr paul mitchell uh, ag economist from the Rank Agribusiness Institute. That's up in just a moment. Markets and overnight electronic trade this morning remain firm. We'll get to the numbers next. Join us as we continue our new monthly segment, the Gamblers
8: Test Plot, only on the Midwest Farm Report with our partners at Gamplers. Aaron Zimmerman here, and this month, I get the chance to try out Gamblers waterproof gear as I clean out and pressure wash the stock trailer. Tune in to see how Gamblers products help me get the job done right and stay dry. Since 1939, Wisconsin-based gamblers has helped farmers, ranchers, and agriculturists get work done smarter, faster, and safer. Follow along at MidwestFarmReport.com.
1: Whether you compete on the court, at the track, on the field, or in the fields, winning isn't just a goal. It's a mindset shaped, honed, and defined throughout the season. That's why farmers pushing themselves to be the best plant DeKalb brand corn. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
0: Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained a nickel to $1.86. 40-pound block cheese was up a penny at one seventy-six. while double-A butter gained four and a half cents to one eighty-four and a half per pound. Fluid milk contracts were very strong yesterday, a little bit of profit taking in this morning. November milk right now down 27 cents at 1964 100 weight. December milk's down 18 cents at 1946 100 weight. The grain market is strong and robust this morning right now. December corn up 4 cents at 536. November soybeans after a soft Thursday are up a nickel right now at 1229. December wheat's up 8 at 749 and a quarter. July new crop wheat up a nickel right now at 751 and a half. half. Hey, don't forget, if there's rain in the forecast, I lean on you for the Midwest Farm Report's talk text line. That's where you can send in all the latest information as far as weather is concerned from your backyard. And remember, uh, next week we will draw the final winner for the Rural Mutual Insurance weather stations that we've been presenting to folks that participate. So you've got a chance. All you need to do is use that talk text line. And how do you do that? Well, you call it or you text it. The number eight seven seven three zero one Farm. That's eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six And I wanna thank Kirby from La Crescent, Kyle from Evansville, Joanne from Fond du Lac, Dennis from the Beaver Dam area Tommy from Stockbridge, Russ from Oregon, Lee from Ashford, and a whole bunch more that have routinely been giving me talk text information. Again, like we said, we'll draw another winner next week for our final Rural Mutual weather station. You want it? Just get involved. Send me your rainfall reports or any weather observations or anything else you might have for that matter. And again, that toll-free number, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to take a closer look at the supply chain disruptions that all of us have been living with for more than a year now for wisconsin farmers you may need to think twice on what's going on with your supplies for 2022 want to make sure that you've got them probably the best thing to do buy them this year and take possession of them this year that's the advice from dr paul mitchell ag economist at the rank agribusiness institute we're going to be chatting with him coming up next brought to you by our friends at Compere financial
1: Can't get enough farm news, the stories you hear, and more 24 7 at MidwestFarmReport.com.
5: Have Prairie Exteriors add more value to your roof. Right now, get free gutters or leaf protection with the purchase of any roof. Imagine a new roof to highlight your home outlined by stunning, handcrafted gutters for free from Prairie Exteriors.
2: Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors.
1: Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive.
2: PrairieExteriors.com
1: Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection A name you can trust
0: when service is a must
2: Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day 7 days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services From installation, repairs, and maintenance To complete sewer and drain cleaning We've got you covered Visit mononapfp.com Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection
1: A name you can trust when An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: It is a nonstop conversation for Wisconsin farmers. For all of us, as far as that's concerned, people worried about Christmas presents not going to be showing up. Talking about the number of uh, ocean-going vessels still anchored off the west coast, Pacific Northwest. Supply chain disruptions have become a real part of 2021. Looks like it's going to stay that way for a while. Let's talk about it with Dr. Paul Mitchell, ag economist at the Rank Institute on the UW-Madison campus. This is just not dissipating much, is it, Paul?
4: No, and all the signs are for it going on for, like, people saying another year of it before all this disruption gets worked through the system. So we're, it's here to stay for a while.
0: Obviously, one of the big topics that's being discussed right now, end-of-the-year purchases for our farmers. We've been uh, kind of uh, agonizing over the prices we're seeing for 2022. Why don't you break it down for us, Paul? What have you been watching, and what are your suggestions?
4: Well, fertilizer prices have really jumped. Um, People can see that. Just call If you haven't figured that out yet, you need to wake up. Um, But they're out there, and it's not quite at record levels. We saw back in 2008, but we're the highest we've seen since 2008. And it there's not a lot of signs of it, like i said the the dis going down soon because of the supply bottlenecks being um opening up, and so I think what I've been telling people is it's not a bad idea to buy some some of your fertilizer now if you've got to have storage space um or somewhere to put it. I do not recommend applying nitrogen this fall just because you got it um just but it's not a bad idea to buy some of it, but and then sit on the rest of your purchases, to waiting to see if you can, will the prices come down, if they stay the same, you're fine. Um, and so I, I, I really think it's not a bad idea to buy some of your fertilizer.
0: You know, we learned uh, about having a little inventory on hand on the farm, and I'm not just talking about fertilizer. It's been uh, in parts inventory, special uh, Uh, items that you might need to keep the dairy running i mean honestly paul it's kind of hitting us from one end to the other
4: well and it's random it just seems to be strange things that they run out of i mean we've all heard the case new holland having to shut down their machinery tractor production in europe because they don't have the chips to make the tractors and um you know it's things like that there are just certain parts that are missing um so a lot of farms those you know, you've seen the the inflation numbers have like the machinery costs have risen. You know, X percent, but they don't capture the cost of the farmer's time to develop workarounds, um, the cost of searching for the parts. That's not it, all. They're tracking is the the, the list price, and that's a going up. But there's a lot more costs in management time that aren't captured by that. And a lot of people are making their own parts or scrounging around in junkyards um, looking for pieces to fix old machinery um, or welding new parts.
0: Do we pin our hopes on making that order today and anticipating it'll show up by next February, March?
4: I would be very nervous about that. I mean, I have a friend who works for a company that's a large mail order catalog company. um, And he said the company they normally work with, all of a sudden, like a few days before they're ready to print their Christmas catalogs, which is where they make all their money, oh, yeah, we don't have paper. Um, And it's like they knew about not having paper, just didn't tell it. And that's what I'd be worried about as a farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have it in February. And they might not, and they won't tell you until the last minute. Um, and that's my concern. You really want to trust your distributor, your supplier, if you're going to bet um, you know, bet the crop on having that available in you know, March or whenever you need it. I would be very nervous about that. Um, so if you can get it on your farm, if it's very important to having it, get it on your farm and control or have it stored somewhere where you know it's yours. Um, not all your fertilizer, likely, but I think some of these things will happen. But I, if it's essential for your farm, try to make sure you can control uh, your access to it.
0: Have you have you talked with farmers, Paul? I have a feeling that many farmers, if they've not experienced one of these shortage or multiple shortages, they are lulled into a false sense of security, that it'll be the way that it was 2019 pre. Uh, it, we're talking about everything here from parts to operate machinery. Uh, fertilizer, uh, even some of our herbicide for next year.
4: Yeah, and like I said, it just seems strange things. There's a plenty of 2,4-D, but there's no Roundup or vice versa. Oh, you know, it's just things like that. And it's it's nothing to do with the, the, the it, it seems random. It's just because one container or one port is shut down somewhere while they're dealing with a COVID outbreak or something like that. And then it creates a backlog and it takes weeks or more to work that backlog through the system. And a lot of these essential workers are just, were put, you know, stood up and did a lot of work for us during the pandemic. And now it's been a year and a half and they're tired. And you can only work that hard for so long. And the system is just backed up. And it's, yes, there's a false sense of um, uh, comfort out there that you can just go get it. It's, no, if you, I would do your input, we figure out what you need and figure out where it's available and do your best to lock it in. And if you can get the essential ones in some way where you own them on your farm or stored somewhere where they're, you know, they're, they're yours.
0: Does this make you crazy as an ag economist that likes to have some certainty when you're doing your forecasting, when you're looking at what 2022 is going to cost us, this must make you a little batty, doesn't it?
4: Well, it's just the stuff you never thought you'd see, uh, but it's exactly what's happened. I mean, the, the world economy gotten very just in time oriented. That was the way to be super efficient. And now we're paying the price for all those years of having, savings through just-in-time type of management, the whole supply chain is stretched and um, it's it breaks in funny places for funny things and you just can't predict what will be the thing that you want that's not there.
0: Let's think about lessons learned then. Is this going to change the way that farms approach uh, inventory management? Are we going to see more farms coming together to try to have a little power when it comes to purchases? What are you noticing as far as what we've learned, lessons we've learned, Paul, and where we're going?
4: Well, I think we're still sorting it out. Um, and, you know, everyone – change is always hard. No one wants to change unless you have to. And I think we're starting to realize we're going to have to. And so you're going to start – people are going to start having multiple sources for the same thing just to make sure. Before, you just look for the cheapest one and buy it. Now you want to make sure, okay, we're going to get find the three cheapest ones and develop relationships with all of them or the people you like to work with and keep those um, supply chains, your part, open – and communicating with them so you know when they're running into troubles they're willing to share it with you, let you know, hey, we're going to be short. Um, it's going to take us a few weeks to get these, they say. So you know in communication it's and it's going to be – everyone's going to be um, uh, developing multiple ways to do the same thing instead of just the one most efficient system. And so that's going to take us time to get that all geared up in terms of you know maintaining these new relationships and developing these new supply chains.
0: You know, there was a time when we used to lean on one another. You know, if if you've got a machine that works, can I use it when you get done with it? Are we going to see uh, some of that returning, or maybe it already has?
4: Well, that's what I was telling people even before, when the margins are so thin or negative, and this stuff is, I remember my dad sharing um, certain pieces of equipment that they would buy together with a neighbor, and it's like, why not do that now? Especially some of this equipment has gotten so big and so expensive, and now it's gotten sort of... If yours breaks, you don't have it. It takes you a month to get it fixed. Well, that's when you rely on your neighbors. Um, That is definitely a model, and um, ag has been good about that. Um, And so I think I haven't heard specifically, but it would not at all surprise me that we see friends and neighbors get together and work on uh, helping each other out when somebody's combine is broken and it's not going to be fixed for a month.
0: Dr. Paul Mitchell, along with us, ag economist at the Rank Agribusiness Institute. So we've been talking about the farmer side, the agriculture side of the supply chain situation, Paul. Uh, Let's uh, give a little wake-up call perhaps to consumers. Uh, They've become a little alarmed when they don't see something like toilet paper on the shelves. More and more empty shelves showing up. If agriculture stumbles, that's only going to be amplified, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and I I mean, we're seeing already higher prices, and everyone's talking. This is globally. It's not just in the U.S., but everyone's talking. Consumers are going to see higher food prices, higher energy prices, and it's pushing inflation to the economy and it, a lot of it is this disruptions of the supply chains. We're developing new supply chains, running more than one. So you're running parallel supply chains for the same input. It takes a while to develop all that, and that's the time. That's, and how do, you, how do you ration these things out? You raise the prices. When there's not enough available, you raise the prices. So only those who really want it buy it.
0: Something to think about. That's Dr. Paul Mitchell, ag economist with the Rank Agribusiness Institute. Like he said, if you are in the position that you can take possession of some of those spring inputs you'll need for 2022. His advice? Try to do it. That's a wrap-up on what's happening in agribusiness news for a final Friday. Don't forget, more news available, MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Back in grade school. We were always taught to avoid run-on sentences. That's not a problem at Wiffle's Hybrids, since we're only focused on one thing, our high-yielding corn hybrids. Oh, and handling our own seed production. Oh, and staying independent in U.S. farm... Well, shoot. Turns out it's easier said than done. Wiffle's Hybrids, one thing done right, and and lots of little things done right, too.
5: Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer.